Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the second half of my conversation with Courtney Turner. If you already heard this as an early release on my Deep Dives feed and you want to hear something new, there's a very fun buddy dive with a new podcaster I would love to introduce you. Well, he's new to me. He's got plenty of shows under his belt, but I didn't know him before. And I'd like to introduce you to him. I have posted that over on the Deep Dives with Monica Perez feed. Uh, If you haven't heard my second hour with Courtney Turner, stay tuned. You're going to love it. And you can still head over to Deep Dives to check out my new buddy. In so, Australia, yes. they they call uh, they call philanthropy a synonym for uh, embezzlement oh, and money laundering. Wow. And, well, and it's not just that work. though; they use it. Then it's like the CIA; they use it as I think people call it the capitalist invisible army. Like they use it. I hate that mixing the capitalist word in, but they mm-hmm. they they can supercharge mm-hmm. their power and at the same time keep it uh, like never scrutinized. Yeah, well, that's exactly, and and that was what it was designed to do. It was to protect the elite. Uh, okay, so then you you're going to answer my Putin question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anthony Sutton's work is a really yes. good reference on all of that. Yeah, all of his books. Okay, yeah, he's he's great. Yes. Uh, so Putin, so Putin, I feel like my my thoughts on him is that he he he's concerned about Russia. You know, I think the problem is people want to put him in a category. You know, like he's a friend or a foe. And I right. actually kind of think he's neither. I, I yeah. think he's looking out for Russia. If he could recreate the, the you know, the Soviet Union, he would. If he could make the, you know, the, the global superpower, you know, he would do that. Um, I think that the the place where he gets confusing is, and and this is, a lot of people argue about whether or not he's really a Christian or he's not. and. My personal view on all of that is that it's kind of actually irrelevant because I look at the results and what he is doing is rejecting a lot of Western culture in a positive way. He's rejecting the debasement of of Western culture. And he so whether he believes it truly or not, or whether he just yeah, sees no, it as good matter. control mechanism, power structure, I don't know. I'm not inside his head. But the results, I do think there are some benefits to that. And I think that the Russian people benefit from that. Um, but as far as him being like in on all of the, uh, you know, global machinations and, or did he go rogue from them? I I don't know that it's quite that black and white. I think it's more like he's, he's just looking out for Russia and because he does leverage the new technology of control. Like he is absolutely that he does the, whatever is in there, Sputnik V and whatever's um, his, the future of the CBDC over there. I mean, he's definitely using all that. He talks about UN stuff. He talks about sustainability. He acknowledges ISIS, even though I'm like, why does he not say ISIS is us? And I'm like, oh, because he uses ISIS for his own propaganda. 
He didn't even really out Edward Snowden, who is totally fake. So, and he has to know that. Yes, you agree? With Edward Snowden being fake? Edward Snowden being fake? In in what regard? Sorry, I didn't want to get you to say yes, I agree, because that's what I didn't want to slip that in and get you to say yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. We can talk about that another time. Yeah, okay. Um, so okay. Anyway, yeah. but I, I thought you meant yeah. like he was thinking that, like you know, that that was Putin the spin that they know put. That Edward Snowden is a total psyop, complete psyop. Edward Snowden okay. is not what you see is what you get. He did not get an Oscar for being a whistleblower. I'm just just <laughs> telling you that right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to have Oscar. to discuss that one. Yes, we can talk about that later. Okay. Just go watch the Joe Rogan interview. You'll just be like, uh, that's pretty sketchy. Okay. Anyway, no, whatever, it doesn't matter. We can talk about it another time. Okay. But but it, Putin, I'm like, why doesn't Putin like out this stuff? But he doesn't out it because he uses it himself. And and I think your explanation so far, everything that the way you put all these things be very rational. I think it's um, you know, as as good an explanation as you can as you can get. And I and because you can't <laughs> deny Tavistock and the coordination and stuff, but it's also hard to really identify, you know, the lizard on top. Like, I just don't know, you know, they, Queen Elizabeth was vexed. Like, I thought she was the lizard on top. Yeah, no, I, I don't think she's lizard on top. I mean, I, I don't think if there is a lizard on top, it's, it's probably Satan. But I mean, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, do you really think that Satan is a person? like an entity, like with a personality, or do you think it's because some Satanists don't believe in Satan? Right. I, I, I don't necessarily, I mean that I don't have enough of a theological uh, foundation to make that kind of a claim. But what I, what I definitely can see is that there are many people who share this worldview. They worship Satan. They believe that there's an entity they can call or many entities they can call they believe in the dark forces. I think that there, there really is a Luciferian cult, you know, where right. there it's it's a Gnostic type of worldview yeah. where they believe they they have access to you know esoteric knowledge and that they that will be enable them to rule the earth. Um, and I think they're taking action towards those steps. So, yeah, whether or not I right. believe it, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. That's very good. Okay, yeah. so. Um, that's my thoughts. You on. wanted to ask me. I know. And, yeah, uh, I do want to know. I think that's valid. So what do you want to know? Okay. So I, you said you don't know that you, uh, you, you've kind of shifted your views on the anarcho-capitalist. Yes. Yeah. So and, I had already shifted from anarcho-capitalist to what I called philosophical agorist because I'm okay. an uh, agoraphobic agorist. <laughs> I, I hate the marketplace. I hate going shopping. I hate it all. But I appreciate the 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 idea of like creating, you know, growing stuff out of God's earth and trading it and all of right. that. And that's good. And the reason I kind of shied away from the anarcho-capitalism title for yeah. uh for a while is that capital itself is so bastardized now. It's so, mm-hmm. but just by if you take it as a question of like capital is money or a store of value, like what, where point that to me now, like it's all just funny money. It's fiat money. It's inflated. Mm-hmm. It's manipulated. And then even if you look at, if you want to consider capital, like capitalists who run industry mm-hmm. and stuff, it's like, right. it's so completely dependent on this global network of privilege and regulation and all of that. Like, where is it? So if you want to call the mom and pop entrepreneur, 
a capitalist or a capital, I'm all for that. But those people have been absolutely decimated by COVID. So that is just not, it's just no longer a real, in my opinion, element, foundational element of our economy or our philosophy, even though we continue to pay lip service to it. And just finally, I had to give up and say, I have to watch that I don't actually refer to those, the corpo governmental continuum as capitalists. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. financial capitalists or cronyists, but Mm -hmm. I still absolutely stand by the morality of the free market. Absolutely. And I have no problem with using specie, but I, I just, I can't own that. But now I've even gotten to the point where I believe what I'm starting to wake up to is how, what a scam it is to have introduced competing ideologies in this country. Like there is no reason to have competing ideologies, especially at the federal level. Like there's 50 different states. You could have 50 different coherent places. And if you didn't artificially like bring entire migrant communities from one obscure country or island to like Mm -hmm. an obscure city in the Midwest or whatever, like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't, you, even the cultures that would grow and morph, like it's natural for Texas to have Mexicans and it was, and it's natural for California to have Chinese people. It's natural for New York to have Puerto Ricans Mm -hmm. because that's where they were going. And I lived in New York and I remember I'm from there. Yeah. I'm from Rockland County and my family's from Brooklyn, but I remember I was already graduated from college. So it had to been a while ago. (laughs) Uh, I remember the first time I uh, went into a store owned by Mexicans. I never even saw a Mexican in New York. And like everybody, if you had Hispanic people, they were Puerto Rican. And I just remember thinking like, why would Mexicans come up here? Like, why would they do that? Like, that's so far (laughs) away. And, you know, Texas is like so great. And and, and like Irish people are in Boston. Like I just, in my childhood, I could see, and that what would happen is, and even like in New York, a lot of Afghan people came Mm -hmm. there and we had this great food for a while. And I just remember like, it was very organic and people would settle and they would, and they would acclimate and they would learn the language. And sadly for their cultures, they would disappear into the melting pot and Mm -hmm. it didn't cause conflict and it did gradually change the culture. But the people who came, and this is true for like when my grandparents uh, came over, there was really no welfare and there's no immigration laws. So Three of my, or my grandmother was an orphan whose parents came over uh, from Syria. Her mother died and her father left her in an orphanage and went back because he just couldn't handle this culture. Like it wasn't right for him, but he thought she could have a chance. So when you didn't have a safety net, the culture only supported people who chose the culture and could maintain themselves in the culture. And then when you start artificially messing around with it, like, why would they do that? Why do they introduce yet socialism and stuff? Yes, they want that, but they also introduce the conflict. They also give you MAGA stuff. They want all that conflict and there's no reason for it. It's such a waste of energy. It just dissipates all the energy. And my kids are confused about their own values. They, I don't necessarily share values with my kids. So, I mean, that's going to come back around. And mostly I do, but you know, some things 
you know, kids are a little more when you're old like me and you look back and you're like, I did stupid stuff like that when I was a kid, but I'm not going to pretend like it was smart. And, you know, and instead of them saying like, it's stupid, but I'm doing it anyway, they're like, it's fine. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I just, I think that comes around, but I feel like it's so much, it's, it's, and this was, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy, Christopher Dawson. He was like a Christian philosopher from the mid 20th century. And he wrote some really, really great, well-written books. But one of the things he said is you cannot, and MacArthur said the same thing. You cannot have a culture with competing religions and still have it. Uh, it will be in decline. And and I'm calling mm-hmm. it religion Mm-hmm. Like value system, environmentalism, right. religion, okay. all of this stuff is religion. Mm-hmm. So just the value system. If he said, even if your wealth is continuing to increase, even if you have, you know, basically the equivalent of a cash cow of a of a country, mm-hmm. it's no longer, it's working at odds to itself. And one good sign of that is if you see eclectic architecture, mm-hmm. because architecture is a reflection of your values. Sure. And if you see that, so they're saying like, because some people are working at cross purposes all the time, you negate that forward motion. And that's why the culture clash is so stagnating, if not devastating. Yeah. And I just started to think like, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be to have, to have more integration of culture, economics, politics, and, you know, a religion, whatever, however you want to define it. Yeah. can be very productive and not at all repressive if it's completely voluntary, which would just simply require a pretty limited geographic area for any given value system and no, you know, just total freedom of ingress and egress. Maybe not ingress, but egress. You know, maybe right. you don't let everybody in. Right, but right. But you could, definitely can't keep people in. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just saying, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not a policy person. I'm not recommending anything mm-hmm. in particular. I'm just admitting that I have to think about that. Yeah. And it's, it's painful because, well, I wouldn't say painful, but it's, it's surprising to me because I'm such a math person and nothing will satisfy the math brain that a good, you know, Rothbard, you know, you just, just can't, I can't get enough. I mean, I, if I had Hans Ernst, I would lick his brain. Like I want more, give me more black and white. Give me, explain everything in a way I can prove. I love it. Give me, but you know, I wasn't great in law school. I was great in business school because I could do all the answers, but I wasn't great in law school because it's it more abstract like analysis. And, and I know that there's something to it that I don't understand. Right. It's it's nuanced. It's more than just black and white because great jurists, like there were some kids in my class who were really good at it, at, at understanding what a judge would think. Right. And they would always get the same answer. What's right or wrong in this situation? And I mm. wouldn't, I'd be like, well, and they'd be like, no, you can't. That's, that's math. It's logical, but it's not right. And the kids who were good at it would always get it right. And you would see in the end that the implications of the decision, the policy, like how it shaped the culture going forward was useful. And I remember the best way I could figure it out was taking a water rights class, like some places with different water systems mm-hmm. have to have different customs about who owns the water. Can you build a dam sure. or not? Like, and maybe people would argue with me, there's always one right way and you could drill down into strict property rights and apply it to everyone everywhere. Mm-hmm. But that might not be the best way. And if it isn't, then maybe you do respect other people's cultures. Maybe, you know, maybe there's just more to it. And I should, 
I'm trying to open my mind to that because I'm, I need a better solution because this ain't working. <laughs> what yeah, we got going on isn't working. And I would like to know why. And I think that the answer might be in something a little more nuanced than I've been focusing on. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, well, I, I think that's awesome that you're able to like, because a lot of times people make, you know, they 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 build an identity around what they they believe, right? So it's really hard to you know, look at it and say, well, maybe I missed something else over here. So and it's yeah. terrible for me because I'm actually not good at that. So <laughs> I like I want the world to be the thing I'm good at. See that that's another thing that like sometimes gets me about <clears throat> my whole like I think welfare is like bad for the recipient, worse for the recipient mm-hmm. than the people that you steal the money from, and. Uh, I hate that. And I feel like real charity is a totally different thing and it's good for everybody. But sometimes when I look at that, you know, I try to get my mind around other forms of government, socialism and stuff. And I've tried it on, like really tried to accept it. And it just does not hold up. So I don't, but, but I, 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 people have said to me once or twice, you know, real intellectual, good hearted, liberal people would say, you know, you, you think this system is just because it works for you. Mm. You know, you think this grading system is just, you think this measurement system is just, you think that the only way to produce is this way because that's the way it is and you're good at it. And Mm. I try not to think that way. And I've seen people think that way, way more than me. Like when I try to explain to them about the true nature of power on earth or, you know, (laughs) right. Or how, how unfair, like, uh, whatever like bank regulations are that keep, mm. you know, the number of banks very small. And if you're talking to a banker, he's not going to agree with you. I'm just telling you right now. Right. <laughs> it works for me. I work hard. I'm smart. I did everything right. <clears throat> so it's, I, I, I think it's hard to, you know, I like to resist the temptation to, to have that ethical glass ceiling that makes me stop thinking when I hit the thing I like. Right. Yeah. I think it's definitely it's a really interesting point. I, you you use the word capitalism kind of in a uh, more institutionalized sense, but the the term really just means for profit. You can be both a socialist and a capitalist simultaneously, uh, which is what a lot of the elites a lot of the elites are capitalistic communists. You know, which is why they're in want they want to return to the feudal system, and uh, that they're. Do you u- think capitalism means for profit? But uh, first of all, what you're saying that is. That is interesting to me because there is that weird, like when you listen to those guys at the World Economic Forum, it kind of blows your mind. And I sometimes I think they just like the socialism because they don't have to give people enough wages to pay for their own transportation. If it's public, you know, it could be even that bad. But I think of capitalism as meaning simply converting surplus into Mm -hmm. like an abstract medium of exchange 
into money, into capital. I think of capital as money. Right. Well, it's it's for profit. So okay, so, so the money is the profit, right? So it is for profit. That is literally what okay. capitalism is. It's a okay. system that is for profit. But you can have a communistic uh, capitalist uh, society. I mean, China is doing that. Yes, yeah. I consider that fascism. Right, it is. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I clearly so, understand the lesson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. It is fascism. So, but 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 they they like to use these terms and labels to pit them against each other. And this is, I think, what you're hitting on. This is what you're seeing. And they're doing this by design. This is this is the dialectic. This is intentional. And they pit these different groups against each other. So, you know, our founding fathers argued about this because, you know, of course, some of them did not want a federal bank and then some of them did. Right. Um, and they really it was supposed to be 50 United States. That's why we are not, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, we're not a homeland. <laughs> yeah, that, that I used to think that was so weird. It's like I, I remember telling my father, like, I think it's weird when countries don't have a name. And he's like, You mean like the United States? It's like, oh my gosh, yes. Yes, we don't have a name. That yeah. I mean, we don't have a name. No. How crazy is that? I mean, America is not the name of no. this country, you no. know? It, yeah. it refers to the continent. Yeah. The continent on which we we reside. Yeah. yeah. No. So <laughs> I, I think they, they do, they intentionally, and our, I mean, Washington did not want parties even. You know, he knew mm -hmm. two-party system was going to create uh, the disaster that mm -hmm. I kind of think it is. I want to yeah. hear your thoughts on that. Definitely, but, definitely. Yeah. So I think that, you know, this is this is by design. They, they do this. And what I was saying is I think that ultimately they're trying to pit these different types of uh, uh, systems up against each other so that they can, and to prove how, destructive and terrible they are so that they can say they have a better solution. And ultimately that is going to be a global technocratic uh, solution. Yeah. Right. But in terms of what I think you really like, and I, I could be wrong. So you tell me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I can speak for myself. I personally love the idea of free market, which, you know, that's not necessarily, uh, I mean, yes, that's capitalism if it's for profit, but you, you can have free market, you know, that are nonprofit as well. But it's to me, the idea of free market is what's so appealing. It's, it's this notion. But even our founding fathers argued that, uh, you know, a free market can only work with the checks and balances of a moral society. And that's why the Judeo-Christian values were woven into the, the founding documents, because they knew that otherwise you have human nature. And yeah, here's where I... This is this is the exact crossroads I'm at right okay. now. Okay. Okay. You really nailed it. Okay. okay. So So All right, say that again cuz I have to get my mind Okay. Around. Yeah. Um the I was just talking about the checks and balances that you know our founding fathers right. saw. Right. Free in yes. Yes. Free the market free market cannot moral. be moral. Okay. I, my anarcho-capitalist self and in my brain still thinks that that it is that if that it really and even without government. So I was a waitress and when I would wait on people, I got like a dollar an hour after taxes and I would count on the tips every it, they were not required to give me a tip. You couldn't call the cops on them. Nothing. Right. I always got tip like mm -hmm. one in a hundred times that somebody not tip me. 
And right. it's just, that's the way it worked because people didn't want, they wanted to be part of that community. They wanted to come back to that restaurant. Sure. They didn't want to be like, um, look like crap in front of their friends. So there's a lot sure. of social pressure there. Also, you would, it, it would be very, very hard to maintain um, market power if you didn't have a government. So if you tried to monopolize mm-hmm. making toilet paper, how would you keep other people from making toilet paper? Like it would be very hard to do that. And if you went and tried to stop them, they would kill you. And okay, maybe you'd spend all your time running around trying to kill people who were trying to steal your toilet paper factory. I don't know, but (laughs) you, you would still like, I I think that there's a certain point at which crime does not pay and you, Mm -hmm. you would just, you know, maybe you would have like a little mafia or something running around, but so, so there's that part of me is my anarcho-capitalist framework mm-hmm. and, and it is the, it definitely is the scaffolding inside my brain. But, but the new idea is that more like what you're saying, like you can't have it without that, like you are claiming that and I'm not challenging you, but I just haven't, I don't have examples handy in my head, but you're claiming that the Judeo-Christian value system and are, is that the same thing as the Judeo-Christian is Judeo and Christian value system the same thing? Because I think we had like an interest, like at that time, I think, yeah, were we not like the banking thing? I don't think, I don't know how early it went to where interest was not allowed, I believe in, in Christianity, Christian thing. but sure. so I don't know. But, they, so but it was the idea of a Judeo no. uh, Christian values that they, uh, they, they like were what? the, you know, like the 10 commandments, you but know, I the, mean, where, where in our, fundamentals like that shalt not kill thou shall not kill if, yeah okay. exactly okay. thou shall not and kill steal. but it, but everybody thou shall has not that. steal everybody has steal and kill those things just emerge organically in all societies but they don't okay all right so then i'll take that okay and i'm gonna get yeah. that so i accept thank you uh what you're um arguing so okay so then i would say do you have to actually take it to the next level where you need like a fully coherent moral system that is expected of everyone so that you have a kind of, you know, a Catholic country or a Protestant country or, you know, where, where like a big tenet of Catholicism is that there are two sins that cry to heaven for justice. One mm-hmm. is uh, robbing. A widow or orphans, mm-hmm. I think it's robbing, and the other is denying a man his just wage. Oh, interesting. So that's mm-hmm. not, you know, if you had a just wage, you know, morality. I'm not right. saying you would. I, I don't know how it would enforce. It would be part of the politics, right. or whatever. But like, I think public transportation is a way to allow corporations not to pay people just wage. Public. Because why can't everybody afford public transportation, afford their own transportation? And if they can't, you know, are they working? If they're not working, what do they need it for? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, why do people make so little money that they need to use public resources in mm-hmm. order to get to that job? So, so that's a pretty refined mm-hmm. point. Right. And it's part of a really coherent moral system that it does purport to, you know, make uh, 
I, value judgments on politics and economics and government. Sure. I mean, I would I would argue that the uh, public transit has a lot more to do with the uh, you know creating cities and that the cities are I call them the track stack and pack um, and that yeah. right so it's a lot about surveillance it's a lot about creating the illusion of overpopulation which is a lie oh nice good mm-hmm. one you should yep. read I read a book called Against the Grain and it's basically civilization cities whatever are always and everywhere for for tax slaves like they just they're just that you absorb like agriculture started with agriculture that's why it's called against the grain that when people were had permaculture and they had Mm -hmm. tubers and stuff and they had sheep would come by every once in a while they kill them and they had a system that worked great for like four thousand years long after they knew how to domesticate seeds yeah then permaculture is incredible pharaoh or whatever came and said like no, 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 no. We're doing grain and you're all coming here and it's all going to harvest at once and you're going to give it to us. And like, it was all about slavery. It was feudalism. Yeah. Yeah. It's feudalism. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I think feudalism has more broken up into like little fiefdoms, but okay. So interesting. Okay. So I hear you, but that's, but that's part of it. Right. So it's the, it's the slave. It is yeah, the slave. So if exactly. you had if you had the system that I'm saying where you can't have that, right. you actually cannot have that. You can't right. even have income tax because it's immoral. Well, so I would argue I income taxes is immoral. Um, and I think that the 17th Amendment should never have been ratified. There's a lot of evidence that could support that, that it was right? actually right, fraudulent. Right. Exactly. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just talking about my whole point, the crossword that I'm at yeah, yeah. is, <laughs> is it okay for me to ask that question. And I, if I ask that question, you know, it's, it's not a narco-capitalist question to ask. It's a moral question and it changes everything about how you think about government to the point where there really can't be parties with different ideologies. If you have a value system baked into your economy say right because people can't start voting against the just wage right like it doesn't Mm -hmm. work it has to be coherent Mm -hmm. right i see what you're saying so i'm just saying like i don't want sharia law but i'm just trying to say like like there's something wrong with our culture and part of that is that we work at odds and that we can see that in how people vote red and blue. Like some people mm-hmm. think that abortion is okay. You know, some people think that abortion should never happen. Some people think that, you know, you absolutely must have abortion. Like it's, right. it's so polarized. Totally. And then you wa- work across purposes. Look at all the time, effort, and money that is spent in this country fighting over those mm-hmm. kinds of fundamental value issues that absolutely cannot coexist in a forward-moving civilization. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so what is the answer to that problem? Is it, is it, I mean, I, I, I might say anar- anarcho-capitalism would be the answer, but then I would also say it ain't happening. It no. ain't happening. Why? Maybe because human beings can't, can't handle that as a group, as a, as an, I mean, maybe 20% of us can. Mm-hmm. And people have tried to like carve out little land to do that. Costa Rica was going to rent it to some, you know, and, and like the international community came down and was like, you are not going to foster that experiment. God forbid it would actually work. 
You know, so it's not happening. So there are examples from the past, maybe, which I never yeah. really thought was true. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. Maybe there are examples from the past where, a, you know, there was a government that was better than this one. Oh, yeah, I, I have not seen it. But I think our government system has been, uh, it, it's been infiltrated. It's not what it was, in, you know, originally designed to be. We are not, contrary to what, we we claim we are not actually a self-governing country. That that is what it was supposed to be an experience experiment in self-governance. So when you talk about like this, uh, you know, the the split between the polarization, I mean, that's definitely by design. I I I Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with that's you. That's absolutely by design. And I think that the you asked about, you know, do, should they all be one religion? I, I personally don't believe so. And I, our founders definitely didn't. They did not want a theocracy because they saw the dangers of the Vatican. I'm not, I'm not actually even saying a theocracy. Okay. I'm actually saying that you just have a culture where the uh -huh. values inform yeah. the politics. Yes. Well, and that was, they, they, that is what no, they did it doesn't did control want. it. Like no, no religious control, just where the values are not strictly... I mean, don't you, touch me or my stuff, like which exactly. is what my narco capitalist foundation is. If is if it could be more than that, like well, is that? I mean, I'm at such a fundamental level. I'm just like saying, is it valid to have a government that doesn't just have "don't touch me or my stuff" as its foundational well, law? I, I have think, one more law, <laughs> you know? Right? Like I, I don't. I mean, you you brought up uh, abortion, and I think that if it were really founded on Judeo Christian principles, like. Abortion wouldn't really be a question. And, you know, I, just to prove my point, <laughs> the the Church of Satan is arguing they're using the uh, 1990, I think it was 1992, uh, you know, uh, Freedom Religion Act to justify uh, their right to a uh, child's uh, sacrifice, um, which is abortion. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It might be 1991, but yeah. That is mind blowing. Yeah, they're they're using that as a justification legally for why they have a right to advocate to have abortion. Well, at least they're honest. They they are definitely being pretty honest these days. <laughs> so, but but that's you know that's just like an example. If you were really to have yeah. it be founded on Judeo Christian principles, there is no. You know, but but this is what they do. This is why I say it is it is a satanic kind of. If you, if there is a puppet master, I would say because it, that's an inversion. Why do they bother, why do they call it abortion? It's not abortion. You're killing a life. Yeah. They make up these words, right? And they distort, and then they confuse, and so then people are well, no, 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 it's an abortion, and abortion saves lives, and you know it's freedom, and it's not. So freedom. what allows that to be? See, I feel like you said that this isn't this government isn't the way it was meant to be, but does... well, I don't think it is because I, I don't think we, uh, you know, we we don't really have self governance. I mean, we don't have the ability to hold our elected yeah, yeah, I agree. officials, I agree you know, that. yeah, that's accountable, true. That's and true. elections aren't really, uh, you nothing, know, valid. Nothing, pre <laughs> nothing prevents this abortion discussion. Like it's like the Constitution's kind of like common core like it doesn't actually have the content it does it does it does but i'm just saying it doesn't say congress may never pass it does though the 18 powers yeah it does yeah it is it does but, but the constitutional amendments to allow abortion like there's nothing stopping that and that's what right. thing in california is meant to to exactly. transcend up to the federal of course level. and that's why they're doing it 
Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. Because, because here it's the only place we're passing. It's absolutely no point to passing it because there's because they already allow up to like or, they're, they're talking about like post birth abortions. What that's not an abortion. You're killing oh a child. Gosh, oh my god. <laughs> So, uh, um, yes, but the fact that they're making it a constitutional amendment then therefore proves that it's not constitutional. Right. right. You wouldn't That's make an point. amendment to the Constitution if it was constitutional. They right. know That's that there's no constitutional me- merit. That's why they need to make an amendment to the Constitution. If you're going to ask me, I, I mean, I personally think that, you know, I, I don't, again, I don't have like the answer, but I think I definitely agree that the system we have is not working. And I think a much more like volunteeristic system would be much better. And something that is, I do believe in, I'm not a complete, you know, anarchist with no government, but I think if government could be as decentralized and as localized as possible. So ultimately, ultimately like Canton system in Switzerland, but without the socialism. So like, you know, a capitalistic type of. Well, that is the principle of subsidiarity, which is a Catholic political yeah, it is. Which is that the, it it's a, it's just it's a Catholic principle in general where the yeah. person, the level at which is the lowest point of control or solution is where you have to deal with it. And mm-hmm. it's fantastic because you have to have something you need to limit it to the person in control. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you have to have some wisdom to understand you know, you know how it how it would kind of get run up the ladder, I suppose. Right. Yeah. Well, there's actually a gospel about it, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm, I wonder if I freak people out by even speculating about this stuff. But I just I've been struggling so. I think hard more to, people should be asking. Any just asking anything. I just feel like yeah. things when I see the specter of this world, yeah, totalitarian technocracy. Yeah, I feel like, you know, figuring out how many angels can dance on the head of a pin, you know, how many anarcho-capitalists does it take to, you know, defend your borders is isn't isn't going to work in time. No, I I agree. And I think that this, uh, you know, this notion of it being kind of like every man for himself, that's a very kind of I. I don't know if it's totally, it's kind of anarcho-capitalistic. It's definitely kind of a libertarian kind of a concept. And I don't think that that really works either um, because. But but yeah. then you have to have a consistent viewpoint. If you're going to work with other people, you have to be working towards the same goal, which means you need the same values. Same values. You don't have to necessarily have the, you don't have to agree on everything. But you, you have, have to agree to- on what you're working for. Yeah, but I I think that the point I'm getting at is that, and this is what they wanted to destroy, is that society works best when you have, human beings are social beings, and we do need some sort of community. So it starts with the family, I think. So you want to have like strong, coherent families, and then you want communities from that. Now, you don't have to agree Agree with everybody, right? Like you don't have to agree with everybody in your family or everybody in your community. And then religion was supposed to be the the organized religion was supposed to be an extension of that. It was supposed to be that, uh, you know, community. Yes. yes. Right. And yes, to some extent, you do work towards the same things. You work towards the safety and uh, well-being of your fellow neighbor. But this gets exactly to my point is that because kids have these screens in their hands. Yes. I mean, you if you're savvy enough and you get ahead of it, I did for a long time, but I right. just did not realize 
that, you know, they are being brainwashed constantly. Of course. By Satan. Yes. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, this just, I don't see bottoms up. I feel like it's too late for bottoms up. I I don't know what top down would look like because nobody I like is on the top, but... (laughs) Yeah, I definitely don't think top top down is the answer. Yeah. I think it's definitely bottoms up. And I think it's bottoms up by deprogramming and reprogramming yeah. as much as possible. And I do think okay. that that's the job of the parents. I absolutely do. You know, it's you, you don't you're not going to you can't control every little thing your parents your your kids do, but you but can they, still But our but the parents have to learn from their own parents. And it's very hard to do that in an, in an ever changing technological world. And when you're disconnected from your own parents, it took me a long time to figure out, I mean, just to see this COVID thing, my kids were all in high school, like nothing I already knew, which wasn't much anyway, could possibly have gotten me through that. You know, then it was just like, who can withstand this? And, and we have, I'm amazed to say, that everybody got through it intact. But I know people whose kids never returned to school, whose kids really broke down. And, you know, there was what parent could really be prepared for that devastation. Like my family was totally devastated by the 60s. I'm the youngest of nine, but my older brothers and sisters were 60s and 70s kids. Sure. And there's just the drugs. I two two. my mother already buried two of her own kids to like drug abuse. Yeah. So it's just this all came out of the 60s and the 70s. Yep. And my parents were not prepared and they were extremely traditional. Sure. Conservative, Catholic, everything. They they just they just couldn't do it. So at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best, it's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line, it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, and that's part of the agenda is to turn the kids against the parents. I mean, it's a huge part of the agenda. You don't need guns when you have the kids, you know? So what's your, what, what is it that you would you know, what one thing would you do? Like, I think we could agree on something, right? Let's agree okay. that we would like to. I think we agree on a lot of things, but yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. like, we're going to yeah. form the movement right now. Okay, too. yeah. We're going <laughs> to agree on the what we're going for. And okay. I would propose restoring the Constitution. Yeah, absolutely. If so, we were, and start with the it. Bill of Rights. I mean, they're really attacking the Bill of Rights. The that's Bill of Rights needs to be enforced. It needs right. to be really, really enforced and yeah, restore the constitution. I think right. we would have such a different, and really the constitution is all about very limited government. It was not supposed to be this like big bloated federal government. That was, and the thing is everybody it's in our, you know, it's an archetype for us. Like it's yeah. in, it's in our minds. See, Ron Paul used to tap into everything that the American experiment meant, like everything, yep. all of everything that was asleep in our minds from, and I wondered, how are they ever going to excise that from the American people? And I think right. the American psyche, and I think that's what Trump was there to do. Yeah. Disconnect yeah. those ex- very people from the, the crucial, you know, the lifeline that was the bill of rights. He thinks you think he was there to disconnect them from that. Yeah. 
He never talked about it. He he was no Ron Paul. No, he, was he wasn't about the Bill of Rights. Huh? No, no, he was definitely yeah. not a Ron Paul. But I mean, he never, ever talks about the Bill of Rights. I mean, he would say, take their guns first and worry about due process later. That's a famous little clip of his. Like, he didn't care about that. He was pragmatic. Like, just be mean to jerks, you know? Be a jerk to jerks. You know, hate haters. Fuck hate. But I, <laughs> you know, hate. it just, <laughs> it just didn't, it just, it just, it disconnected people because now they're MAGA. They're not. You know, they're not burning dollar bills like they did for Ron Paul. Uh, But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It You know, it's not too late because the same MAGA people still remember that their dads and moms taught them about the Mm. Bill of Rights. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I'd have to think about it a little bit more. Just think about his uh, presidency. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm open to it. I, I just have to go back and think. Not even just his his presidency, but his philosophy. Because I remember, like, I was talking to some fighter pilot or whatever right before he was getting elected. He was a huge Trump guy. And I said, well, you know, what about the Bill of Rights? And he said, you can't have everything. And then I was, uh, I think one of my radio listeners said, when I said, you know, don't call him the commander in chief. He has not been called into actual service, you know, which is that's a, a huge one. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Dr. And John guy, Coleman talks about that all oh, the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Committee of 300. But what he's, but what this listener said in response, and this is somebody who would have absolutely jumped on the bandwagon. If I had said that about Obama said, you are quibbling over semantics. I was it's quoting not semantics, the constitution. There aren't a lot of words in the Constitution. The Constitution is shorter than any law that's ever been passed in my lifetime. I'm not quibbling. So that's what I'm saying. That's what Trump did in my observation. That's really fascinating. I I think that's a really astute observation. And I I think that's, yeah, I do. And I think that's, yeah, that's uh, really, really interesting. I do think we, yeah. So what are you going to say? Oh, I was going to say that, um, Yeah, I think that there is an interesting role of, you know, I like the idea of the populist movement, um, but I do think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about that today. Did you hear my show today? I did hear your show today. No, I mean, like I did a live show at like 11 o'clock on YouTube. I didn't hear that. No. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, Um, we were talking about that's what our next, it's a lawyer, Eric Buchanan, I do shows with every once in a while and our next show is going to be on the populist movement. And I have a book called The Populist Moment, which I'm going to read. Oh, how interesting. Okay. Because I really, I like the idea of the populist movement, but I think that there is also a, I think there's also (laughs) a little, I think there is something um, fanatical about it. And I do think it disconnects um, people from uh, the... Yeah, I, 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 it get, it get, it hits at what you're you're getting at. It does kind of disconnect people. It, instead, they're being led, um, and I don't think this is true for everyone. You know, I think there's a lot of people who really just want the will of the people, and that's why they're drawn to it. But there are a lot of people. I mean, you know, there are a lot of people who just see him as a savior, and so it becomes kind of like a cult kind of thing. Oh yeah, cult of personality for sure. Yeah, but but I that that's a really really interesting point. Well, so. Then what are your thoughts about, I know you, we, when we started, you said you weren't upset about last night because you're a libertarian. So, yeah. So expound on that. And then, uh, yeah, then I'll ask you some questions okay. about the. Um, but I, I do have to tend to you're, my okay. animal here. Um, okay. So 
So what about last night about the fact yeah. that there's no red wave and it's kind of looks like it's right. I don't know if they so far they haven't announced a majority on either side, did they? I mean, it looks like the Republicans will have Congress and Senate is. Yeah, that's right. It looks like they're going to take the Senate and then, uh, you know, the the House will go Republican. So wait, the Senate is is going to be 50 50. What is it? Am I out of the loop here? I thought it looked like it was uh, the Senate was 51 Democrat and uh, 49. Oh, OK. So what's the Georgia runoff is just to see if it's going to be 50 50. I think Georgia's so. having a runoff. See, Georgia's I don't having- care about this stuff so much that I, it's hard for me to even follow it. I okay. did. I like it. But I will tell you what I think about it. OK. I think that the Republican, the idea that. I think it's just a litmus test, like these okay. elections are just a litmus test of the confidence that the puppet masters have in how fast they can push us to the left or the right or just away from our roots. It's always to the left, even if Republicans are in there. The dialectic always, progresses. Yeah, it's yes. always right. It's always there to give us a, um, uh, you know, catastrophic debt, you know, increase yeah. in the debt. Like there, no matter what happens, we are we're absolutely going. We're Thelma and Louising right into the canyon on this debt and everything. So unless somebody is going to address that, it doesn't really matter anyway. But I feel like if they've got, if they, if they feel like they can just put the pedal to the metal and give us nothing but socialism, then they let us keep getting the Democrats because they can get away with it. If they feel like they have to give us a little time to breathe and catch up, they give you a few Republicans. Right. I mean, I like it better when they give us Republicans. I like it right. the best when they give me Ron Paul. But you know, when <laughs> I got to watch Ron Paul, even on the presidential stage, like that was awesome. And he sure. won Iowa. So like he was yeah. he could have won that year. And they had that's when I think they were like, we need somebody who's going to blow this up. And that was Trump, I think. But um, so I see it. And, and so it, I don't like it because I know it just means that they feel like they've got their foot on the gas and just go, go, go. Uh, but it's not like I think anyone's ever really going to change the direction of this country before that like currency thing. You know, I think the debt is leading to the CBDC and that is just going to be a whole new, a whole new world. I, I, I think that's, that's their plan. So, okay. I have two questions from that. So one is, do you think that the results are, or what we projected results? Cause of course, you know, they told them. Us is going to take a while for them to tally it all up. But let's do you think that there is uh, that if if the Republicans don't take it, do you think if like we know it's not a red wave? So we'll we'll just say right. that if do you think the lack of red wave is due to lack of a uh, turnout for the Republicans or do you think it's a, a fraud or both? Oh, wow. Great question. I did a <laughs> lot of work on election fraud in the 2020 <laughs> election. I just. um and there was definitely a lot of fraud. Yeah. Or I should say it. I, I should say this. There should be recounts when when people have justification for it and they fight those. And that's just yeah. and it's not unpatriotic. I mean, people I'm sure the Greeks had recounts, you know, like you just can't. Yeah. That's just, you know, not the way. It is. So, I mean. I feel like the voting is so corrupt and has been so corrupt for so long. Maybe not every single solitary place, but like unless I can watch 
you know, Carol Quigley said it's been oh. uh, CFR has picked our elections for over 100 years. So, oh, I totally believe that. And I, and I feel like until I watch, I write my vote on a little piece of paper, put it in a shoebox and stand next to the shoebox and walk with the shoebox down to <laughs> City Hall, which is totally reasonable. Yeah, I mean, I've voted in people's houses before. We all could have just walked with the boxes, totally. you know, and sat there. If you do it in small enough increments, yep. you ever and you've got even if it's just every 10 people, like you get 10 people together, you vote in a block and then they all see it and then they vote in a block. And um, that was one fraud that was discovered over Ron Paul's like there was a county that had like two votes and right. there were no votes in the whole state or something for Ron Paul. And they're like, we know we had two votes. We we were there. Right, right. So the smaller, the better, I think. So I I have no real belief in that. And then furthermore, when somebody does get in, a Republican or whatever, who blah, 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 is things I like to hear, you know, I, I still don't have faith that like the one thing that Trump maybe did right was put Supreme Court justices in there. Wow. And they overturned Roe versus Wade. Wow. And we're going to get a constitutional amendment that allows like third ter- trimester abortions. Oops. You know, like, <laughs> uh, so I don't have any faith in any of those guys. And um, I do care. I think like the, the more nitty gritty you get, like the referenda and stuff, yeah. like they are real laws that do get passed. But sure. again, they're so corrupted by the money and they're written in such a way that it's really only the people who who are planning them know how the courts will they're interpret so convoluted. It, yeah. It's just not even possible. So I, I agree with you. I don't think we're really self-governed. And I think the ultimate limit on how far they go is how much we will take and and what they really want. They, meaning the people who devise these policies, who yeah. spend the tax money, what do they really want? Do they want us all to be impoverished and covered in gnats? Like, I don't think so. I don't actually think that's what they want. They probably want a lot fewer of us. Uh-huh. They probably want us to be clean. They probably want us to do things they want us to do. Like they want a clean, good smelling masseuse or, mm-hmm. you know, a nice person to clean their house or a good accountant, just like a Greek slave. You know, right. I think they probably just want the Greek slaves. And and well, they, I think they, that they we're, have we're robots gonna and they're going to merge us with the those to do that. Yeah, but, it yeah. could be. But I just, yes, whatever it is that they want. Yeah, I think. Sure. I they think, want a feudal system, but they want the feuds to be working for them. And yeah. And I just, I just don't think I just don't think what happened yesterday. I just don't think that's changing. Probably even the speed of how fast it would go, Absolutely. because sometimes, you know, you have a Republicans in there. They keep your eye off the ball. Right. You know, like this yeah, Sunak in the UK, he acts like I'm getting out of this climate change thing, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he is Infosys. He is building them. You know, his father-in-law is building the metaverse for the World Economic Forum. Oh, yeah. He is there. There are laws in the UK that are getting teed up that will facilitate that. And don't tell me that's not why he's there. So, yeah. you know, what Controlled you see is opposition not what you for get. the left. Yeah. yeah. What you see is not what you get. And, and I feel like what is really important is what we're talking about. Like, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. I would say it should simply be restore the constitution. Yeah. People do galvanize, you know, and it's just living in LA. It's just hard to believe that there's, there's anything you can do. And so when I I hear people in other parts of the country who are just like, oh, wow, you're crazy. Like it's, it's, it's very different. Yeah, it is very different. I mean, I I was there a year and a half ago. So I, I, it's so different when you you move out of LA. So I think 
if everybody just insists on reading the Constitution and defending yeah. it, yeah, it's not perfect. I mean, I probably still would prefer the Articles of Confederation and those some of those amendments are just bonkers, but yeah, the um, anti-federalist. <laughs> I yes, I I'm yeah. a Henry fan. But I, I feel like I feel like if we could just get on the pa- same page about that, even if you just passively resist and just when 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 just don't compromise even in conversation at the soccer field. Just say, you know what? That's not what yeah. the you know, that's not what the Constitution says. And whoever gives me the Constitution, you know, or or maybe we just take it. Maybe jury mm-hmm. nullification would be the the answer. I really don't know. But I it doesn't bother, you know, I just wouldn't have had a lot of hope if I found out that a bunch of Republicans got in. I mean, I don't I hate the Democrats worse, but. Right. (laughs) I get what you're saying. So here's my other question. So there's what I'm seeing is there's a big movement. I know you need to go. I'm going to let you go. No, it's last question. Um, So there's I'm seeing a big movement of people who are making this claim now. I kind of tend to agree with you. I think that the Republicans are controlled opposition to the left. And I think if anything, they, the the left, you know, the Democrats, we t- tend to know their plans yes, and totally. we don't agree with them. I totally the Republicans agree. say very pretty things yes. and we're like, yay. And then yes. they go and do, they advance the yeah, agenda. I like their life. lies. That's it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's it. So uh, they're really good prevaricators, but I I'm hearing these people who are saying, well, this, this system is a fraud. It's a scam. You know, the voting is a fraud. The whole entire thing was created as a sham and therefore they want to opt out. They don't vote. And I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I always vote for Ron Paul in any kind of major thing. I just write in Ron Paul. I register as a Republican so I can vote for him in the primary uh, Mm -hmm. to register my protest and like to let people know I, I, I voted I have found since I live in this little town that in I don't live like in Santa Monica. I live in a town. Right, right. Far from Santa Monica, but like in the suburb. It's in L.A. County, but it's a small town. And uh, like, you know, the people like, you know what they're going to do with sure. the school board. Like my I have two kids in private school, different private schools and one in public school. And the public school was the only one without the vax mandate. Interesting. Public school. So I vote I vote for the school board sure you know i'm gonna vote and if i'm gonna cast a ballot anyway i just didn't realize when i saw the results today i was like my votes like maybe not for the school board guy but my votes on the referenda and stuff i mean it wasn't just that my side lost like every single solitary thing it lost by like 75 25 like you know or i think that abortion thing passed by 69 percent, and i just thought people are going to come from other states we are going to pay like do i have to move out just to save my soul because i'm paying for people to have late-term abortions i just can't it's makes me want to cry because i'm not even saying i need laws i just don't you cannot make me pay for it like i am gonna have to answer for this someday (laughs) like bezos and elon already said that they're gonna send everybody to california for the abortion lord please help me save us all that's the one thing like i just sometimes like i'll i'm terrible at praying because i you know i'm just too intellectual to like have this personal (laughs) relationship it's so annoying to me i can't stand it i'm not great at rituals and sometimes i'll like save prayers after communion and the only thing i can come up with is just like please save us all please like i, I think it. that's it's good a, that's it that's all we just that says it all us. 
please save us. So I have to sometimes just like hang my head in humility and just say like, I really don't know, but I vote, I vote for the referendum. And and what I did yesterday at the ballots and I just, you know, I looked, there's a taxpayers association of LA County. I was like, who do you recommend? And then there's a kid in my son's class who's so adorable and he's like really earnest and he's like got the same values as I have. And I texted him, I had his number and I was like, Hey buddy, who are you voting for? And he sent me a list of the judges. I didn't know, like you'd vote up or down on the judges. Right. And I know I share this kid's values absolutely hundred percent. And uh he just had a list and I and I followed his example of the of the judges. But because I figured if I was gonna submit the thing anyway, you know, sure. you could make a difference with the judges. And absolutely they don't have R's and D's next to their names. It's no. not like people just know which way to vote. And if no. if enough educated people show up and then and then it might actually help you in the in the in something in your life. Yes, absolutely. So I do care a little bit about that. And and you know. I know people say it validates the system. So maybe like the presidential stuff, I don't know, but, and I don't think they really count, but I, I do think they counted these votes for, you know, Joe Chang in the the school board. I, I think, I think so that too. somebody's counting those votes and, you know, I, uh, I, you know, I don't think it, I don't think anything I voted for hurt. Like it didn't hurt anybody for me to vote against Gavin Newsom. I don't think. I don't think so either. No. And there was this great sheriff, Villanueva, which they put, he was up for re-election. And there was another thing on the ballot that said, if he gets re-elected, we would like to pass this law that we have the right to fire him because they hated him so much because he stood up to the Gascon, which is one of those Soros type yeah, DAs. I, I remember and, Gascon. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yes. Yeah, so I just love that guy. And I wanted to like register my... You know, if that didn't get counted, it didn't get counted. But I just wanted to say, like, he's our guy. Sure. I I think that there's, a, I don't know, my personal feeling on this whole thing is I think it's kind of a psyop. And I think that it, it is intentional. They want people to opt out um, because. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, because then, you know, they can claim that they didn't have enough. Uh, so it, I think it's multifaceted. Again, you know, one they can only cheat so much, you know, they're, yes. if you really overwhelm the system, then they, they have to cheat that much hard, more. They have to work that much harder. I actually think that's what happened with Trump in 2016. I, I'm sure there was fraud. I think that they didn't, they underestimated how much they would need to cheat. Yes, yes, I would him. be surprised. I, I think that they got what they wanted because Hillary Clinton could not have continued those. No, that emergency orders like people would have freaked out on the COVID thing if it was Hillary in charge. Sure. But but I do like this is to your point. I always tell like homesteaders, I really think it's yeah, absolutely. We have to do that. We have to learn how to make sauerkraut and grow chickens and stuff. Totally. But, but when you do that, like make sure that you show up when they're voting on water rights and yes. on gun regulations and all of that stuff, because there you can check out of the world but when the world like rushes your borders with their tanks or they're just their cop cars like yeah. mar-a-lago which i think was totally fake but when they when they yeah, rush I your that i think was fake yeah i yeah. agree you can't you're you i th i think process is we still have that we still have that believe it or not we still have judges and courts like we yeah. it's like the voting it's like if you overwhelm them like Anthony Raimondo, you should talk to him. He was in Fresno okay. and he would defend 
restaurants and stuff that didn't lock down. And he did it. And he said, all you had to do was like file the right thing because they, the courts were closed. So they couldn't even answer you. They couldn't, these people could not get in trouble if you just knew the process. And that is still true. So it's like the votes, like they have to do so much to screw you over if they, if you just know the process. So I, I feel like we have it. And if you just relinquish it, forfeit it, I want to restore the constitution. I don't want to have to start from a point further back. Yeah. And I think that that's what that is. It's like, if we, you opt out, then, you know, they also can say, claim, you know, well, we, we, we won fair and square. There's, you know, there's no opposition. And I think it, it further demoralizes the people. And I think that's also a huge part of their agenda. Yeah. So I agree because you know it because the propaganda is blasting constantly. constantly. I mean, it, it seems to me that if they let their foot off of that gas mm-hmm. for like a split second, yep. it would all fall apart. It's just so constant that constant. I have to believe that that's they're getting where they want to go, but it's so obvious that they need that they spend. Like it looks like 90% of their resources on keeping our brains like in that box, you know, in that glowing box and fear porn. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so I agree like that it's all part of the, the psychic control. And it was so easy to snap out of, I think if you turn off the screens, but then watch out, don't completely step, go turn off the screens, but go to the, go to the, you know, council meeting. Exactly. Yeah. To real communities and actually be in person. And yeah, the opposite of the, of the metaverse. So what you, you said you think they are going where they're going. You know, they're get going where they're getting where they want to go. So what do you see for the future? Do you think that they're going to be successful? Do you think that there's going to be that any there's any hope? What's I mean, your- there is a chance that, you know, they I do believe it's mathematically true that complex systems are more fragile. I do think sure. that's true. Yeah. So they are trying to control us with these screens and everything. And, you know, maybe they are genetically manipulating us with this, you know, prophylactic gene therapy. That's possible. We're GMO now and we'll be prone to mind control and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But if they actually haven't, if they don't get us on like drugs that narrow our focus and energy level or some kind of, you know, real cybernetic control, I I just don't, I don't know how much people are going to be able to take. I actually think they might break mentally. And that's the worst thing you can, that that's the worst thing that they could really have is like, I think is to have people who are mentally uncontrollable. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, they, they might be going too far. I think there's a lot of uncertainty at the level of control that they're careening towards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that does work in our favor. Yeah. What else can we do? But we've got to keep alive like this stuff that Ron Paul, you know, it's it it's in our memory. It's in our living memory. We can re- resurrect the kind of zeitgeist of the American experiment. Yeah, I, I certainly think it is. Yeah. And I think I think it even I think it's growing, actually. I think that's part of what COVID did do is I think it woke so many people up. And I think there there are a lot more people who are. uh of that mindset that we should restore the constitution than there were previously. I agree. And I think what to watch out for is where do the MAGA people go? Right. Trump, I never thought Trump would run again. I mean, he's, 
he's a he's a gentleman of leisure. Why in the hell would he want to do that again? So, I mean, I just, I, I'm not disparaging him. He's like a golfer. Like nobody, my husband is pretty young and he's like, man, I'm tired. I just want to play golf. So I feel like you're 78. You just want to play golf. I doubt he's going to do this again. And what are they going to do with the MAGA people? There mm. is DeSantis going to pick them up. DeSantis seems like a CIA agent to me. So I don't he know. He is skull and bones. Is he skull and bones? He oh my God. He's like a, oh. I probably knew that. I knew he was Yale and whatever. Yeah, oh my yeah. gosh. Is he skull and I did not know that actually. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure oh, he is. He's so definitely funny. Yale. I, I'm pretty he's sure. Yale, I've, I've heard several people say I'll have to find the yeah. you know confirmation was, on it. But well, he went to Yale Law School, and I you cannot, mm-hmm. that is not how you get into skull and bones. It's a senior society, 15 seniors as undergrads so there's no way to do it if he didn't go to yale as an undergrad but i don't know where he went to as an undergrad but i don't know he went to yale law school Hmm. regardless i'm sure he's skull and bones adjacent adjacent (laughs) if he's not actually skull and bones (laughs) so yeah if they take the the maga to desantis and if desantis is totally contrary to that kind of ron paul vibe um Mm-hmm. then that's you know that takes us one further step away we need to go back to that i mean not to ron paul he's getting old but just and not even a dynamic leader but just a, a real he went to real, harvard he went to yale undergrad and he oh, went he to did? harvard law school yeah oh then i and I he, he, he could be still i i know i've heard several people say yeah. it i'll have to find like the that, actual that makes it possible that's for sure yeah Wow. So exactly. Anyway. <laughs> so I would just like to I mean, see I like him. what he's doing for Florida. Don't get me wrong. I think he's done okay. some great things, but I yeah. Well, they they put all the deplorables in a basket. Of course. They and did. I'm just wondering where they're gonna carry that basket to I, hell I have the or, same question. Or back to, you know, our roots. We can we can we can defend that thin parchment line of the constitution that stands between us and world tyranny, because once yes. it really goes, then they start telling people, see, when you, when you give away your guns, we actually do terrorize you. We just couldn't do it until America gave up there. So I think that's that's it. We've got to just, you know, listen to what DeSantis says about the Constitution. Yep, exactly. I think that that's a great, great tip for people and hold him accountable. Right. Don't don't just give him a pass. Oh, you did a great job with Florida. So therefore, you're going to run the country the way we want it yeah we shall see all right well i will let you go this was awesome i definitely have to do it again the the (laughs) energy man because you just i mean you you obviously i think input and output like you you produce so much but you obviously take in so much i don't know where (laughs) where you find time like i just you probably never drink you probably (laughs) get up with a crack at dawn i just really admire what you're doing and the energy that you bring to it and i just so interesting and intelligent i just love that conversation that back and forth that's so hard i knew that we would easily (laughs) get get through more way more time than we even had so awesome. absolutely i i did as well i was really excited about it so yeah well thank you i really appreciate that yeah thank you so much and if you um i would love to put the show in my feed as a buddy dive if you're yeah, down totally. so tell people if you would where they can find you give yourself a little plug because i'm going to put it on my stuff sure uh well i am courtney turner of the courtney turner podcast i spell my name like courtney 
So C-O-U-R-T-E-N-A-Y. It is pronounced Courtney, but it's spelled Courtney Turner. Uh, so you can find me at CourtneyTurner.com. I'm on all the platforms except YouTube. So Rumble, Rockfin, BitChute, Odyssey, and then I'm on all the audio. So yeah, Rockfin's great. Rockfin is great. Yeah, I have a lot of listeners on Rockfin. Rockfin.com slash propaganda report. You can get all my stuff commercial free on there. Actually, every single thing I do. So your followers can get all of that, which would be great. Awesome. Yeah. So and then, yeah, all the audio, the Apple, Spotify and yeah, and Podbean. And so, yeah, so that's where I am. But tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, thank you so much. Um, my podcast is Deep Dives with Monica Perez. I do interviews. I do buddy dives like this. And I also, once or twice a week, I try to pick a big story for the week and just spend like a half an hour telling you why it's really in the news, why it really matters. Those are the deep dives. And they are very deep. So yeah. I, I think they're a treat, but I can't, I, I thought I was going to be able to do like five a week. I could barely do one a week, but it is worthwhile, I think. So that's at Deep Dives with Monica Perez. And then you can also find me on my website, monicasdeepdives.com. But uh, I check and hang out and talk with people on Twitter every single night. So if you want to chat with me at Monica Perez Show. All right, well, until next time. (laughs) Okay, thank you so much. Thank you.